today's daf is daf Tadi Beis. We are holding uh, two thirds of the way down on Tadi Aleph Amid Aleph Amar Mar. It's about twenty lines from the bottom of the Amid. So Amar Mar, the master just got through saying Emdu of Ehevri Noisnu Kol Ma'ase Emdu that if somebody was assessed for medical. Uh, care, and let's say they cut him a check for uh, $10,000 based on the fact that he's going to be convalescing for, for, uh, for three months, and he got, he, he was, he, uh, after two months he was able to get up, we allow him to keep the extra uh, amount of money that, that's like it says, the fact that he got, that he got better, that's, that's, that's to his benefit, we don't make him give back any of the money. So the Mora says like this, uh, so they, they assessed him and he got healthier earlier. He gets to keep whatever the assessment was. Masaili the Rova that supports the position of Rova. If someone is assessed that he will not be able to work the entire day, the Itbah and the Palgadiyom, in the middle of the day, he already got healed, the Ka'avit, and he's already back to work. He was able to get back to work. Uh, at two o'clock in the afternoon. Nevertheless, Yavin and Leidakula Yoma, we still give him the, uh, the, the full day's payment for his uh, convalescence. Why? Because in Shemayim, the Rachmele, in Shemayim, they decided to make him uh, uh, better, but that's his merits. His Kliyos are getting that. He keeps the money that has been assessed to him. So we said that another case where you have to pay boshes if somebody spits at you, and the and it says bo and it hits the person, all right, or the guy or somebody pulls off your clothes, right? So bo that in order to get payment for humiliation, it actually physically the saliva has to touch the person himself. Aval but if it only touches his clothing, so then loy, then it does not. Um, it, it's not considered to be a uh, then, then, that, then, then it's not considered to be the, the level of humiliation that requires a payment but, right Mora says like this why should that be why, why, why does it physically have to have touch the person's body why even if it doesn't touch his body it's no different than if you embarrass somebody with words right you're not physically touching the person's body once is an unbelievable thing. Amri Maravin, Eric Strolli said, in the name of Yosibaravin, that if you embarrass somebody verbally, you do not have to pay for humiliation. Now, the Mephorshim may speak out that, the, that the, the source of humiliation is learned out from that woman who grabs the husband. So, there physically, she grabs onto a part of his body. So, therefore, the payment for humiliation that is assessed is only when you actually physically attack a person's body, when you affect the person's body through the humiliation. Doesn't mean that there's no humiliation when it doesn't affect directly the body. It just means that based in will not, that's been a shaman, you're going to get punished for that. But the, the, the payment that's made is based on, and therefore using words, slander, libel, those type of things, you embarrass somebody. Now, it doesn't mean you won't be able to get damages, right? If there's damages caused through some verb that you can charge, but humiliation, unless it's physically on the person's body, then the basin will not assess it. Doesn't mean you're not chayv and shamayim, but that's required, because that's the source. The source is from the woman that grabbed the other man. Let's go weiter. So we said as follows, which seem to be somewhat contradictory. The Tanakh 
of the Mishnah, Tanakama said that you have to pay this amount for this embarrassment, this amount, 400 zuz, 1,000 zuz, and, and, and then he adds, and all depending on the respectability that the person has in society. Now, the Chorah, what does that mean? You just gave me flat, objective amounts that you say it has to be, and then you kick in at the end, a call of it all depends on the kavod. So what the Gemara really is going to clarify, obviously it has to make sense with the first amount, so maybe it means like this, there's two ways to look at it. It means all the amounts that are given, are they ceilings? That this is the cap, is that this is the most it could be. But a kolifik voda means if somebody's a poor person that would be willing to accept less for humiliation, then you, then you can get away. It's a leniency, you can pay less. Because the amounts that are given are the, the ceilings of what is paid. Or it could be looked at exactly the opposite. That is, it starts, it can't go below this amount. But a kolifik voda, it's a chumrah. If you, if you did this to a, a, a wealthy person, then you might be paying five times that amount. So that's the question. How do we look at that statement? Is it a cap? Or is it the starting point from where humiliation is assessed? I guess, or, or it, is it it? Well, that, and it's not, because then the statement makes no sense. Then, then what do you have to say? Right. 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 So one says like this. The Bnei Yeshiva wanted to know. Tana Kama, the Tana who made this statement, that is is that a leniency or is it a stringency? What do you mean? Is it a leniency? It means it's trying to tell me that even though 400 zoos, let's say, was take the cap for taking off a woman's uh, hair covering, but there's a poor person that will end up being less because they're willing to accept less than the 400 zoos. So it's actually, it's a leniency. Ideal Malachumraka Amar, or maybe no. This is the starting point. It's actually a stringency because the Ika Usher, because there's a woman a wealthy woman will want more than four hundred zoos for having her head uncovered, and therefore and then you'll have to pay ten thousand zoos, let's say, for that situation. To buy the mace of late fate. Someone says, Tashima, come and listen from the response of Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva argued with the Tanakhama. Now, what did Rabbi Akiva say? It says like this, Rabbi Akiva, anim that even the most impoverished amongst the Jewish people, have to be viewed like, Bnei Chorim means people that were wealthy at one point, that went down in their, uh, in, 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 in their luck. They went down with their, their, they lost their assets. Right, because they all come from Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, which means even if someone's impoverished, you don't have a right to give him less because he's impoverished, you have to give him at least at a standard because they come from wealth. Now, the fact that Rabbi Akiva's arguing with the Tanakhama by making that statement means he understood from the Tanakhama is you can even go down less for a poor person, and he's coming along well, and saying this, no, 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 you cannot go down less. But the, the bottom line is that Rabbi Akiva says you can't go below that line, and you see from the Tanakhama that he was actually saying there's a leniency that in certain cases you can go below that line. That's what we see. So Shmamina, that is a good proof. All right, Shmamina, Tanakhama, the Kulakama, Shmamina. Therefore, what? Therefore, you. Those standards were actually caps that you can't go above them, according to Tanakhama, but you could go below. We're not hearing how we posture or anything like that. No, no, that's not saying what the Allah is. No, no, that's not the Allah. Right. The more I brought down a story of the woman that, uh, uh, that somebody went and then he, he proved that she was willing to uncover her own hair in order to get the oil that was spilled on the floor. So he said, why should I 
pay 400 zuz. If for, for a few dollars she's willing to uncover her hair publicly to put the oil in her hair. And, and the answer that uh, Rabbi Akiva gave him, I believe it was Rabbi Akiva, he said to him, he says that a person is allowed to cause damage to themselves Right, yeah. but you can't go ahead and cause damage to them because they are willing to cause damage to themselves. Right? Yeah. So says like this. So the person, right? But so the way the story wrote is that after the uh, person, the verdict was given, person's found guilty. The amount's been assessed. The guy comes to Rabbi Akiva and says, "Please give me a certain time off." Now Rabbi Akiva might have thought that give me some time off. Let give me some time to go out and sell off some assets. So, uh, you know, so it shouldn't be like a firehouse sale because if it's a firehouse sale that I have to come up with the money now, what does it do to my assets? It drives down the value of my assets. So give me some time. That's what the Gemara assumed was going on over here. So Frank the Gemara, me, Avin, and Zman, do we do that for damages? We never give a person time when it comes to paying for damages, right? We, if you've been assessed to pay a damage, what's the halacha? Right away, you've got to go, ah, it's going to cost you money now. Then you should have thought that before you damaged the guy. So why is Rabbi Akiva over here why did he give him off this time, right? So one answer is like this. Let me say it outside and see it inside. He says, when we say that we don't give you time off uh, when you cause damage to, that's when you've caused an actual loss to a person. A person, you went and damaged his tractor, okay? He needs now uh, $20,000 to replace his tractor. We're not going to allow you to wait six months so you get a good deal on your land. Why? Because he has a financial loss that has to be re- re- replaced. When he has to replace a financial loss, you have to give him that money right now, even if it's going to cause you money by having to make a firehouse sale. But in the case of humiliation, that's not the case. Because yes, you've humiliated the person, now you have to make them feel whole, you have to pay them, I agree that. But there's not been a financial loss to them that if you don't pay them right now, they're going to continue losing. There you can, there you can give a person a little bit more time to that. That's why it was a little different in that case over there. When do we say that we don't give a person time to sell? of his assets, that's only that's when the danger actually caused a loss of money to the victim. Where there has been no actual financial loss to the person, so we can give off time. The way I understand it as well is the idea by humiliation is to make the person feel whole. You could already hear that if the verdict has already been rendered and the person's been held liable, to a certain extent that person's already been made whole even before what? Get the money, so therefore you can hold off a little bit before you get the money. So it's a bit different than the case when there's actually a financial loss. All right. So Shamra made us So she waited. So the the, 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 the perp waited by the entrance to the uh, to the to the her courtyard, and then he set this whole thing up with witnesses to show that she's willing to uncover her own hair for less. Now the one is going to ask that there's two versions of the story that seem to contradict themselves. What are the two, uh, the, the two versions? In, the, uh, in, in our version of the story, the way it was brought down, in the Mishnah, the way the Mishnah brought down is what Rabbi Akiva told him, he said, listen, you, you, all your efforts are for naught because even if a person is not allowed to damage themselves, but they do, that doesn't give you the right to go and damage them. But it started with a preference, but the preface that even though they're not allowed to do it themselves, but if they do, doesn't give you a permit to go ahead. And in the second version, which is the Bryce's version of the story, in the right, the Mishnah's version of the story was even though they're not allowed to do it themselves, but if they did it, 
you still doesn't give you the right to go ahead and do it. In the Bryce's version is, even though they're allowed to do it to themselves, that doesn't mean you're allowed to do it. So there, it seems to be a direct contradiction because it, it, it really seems to be arguing, is the person allowed to do it to themselves? Right, one, one lotion is that he's allowed to do it, the other lotion is not allowed to do it. We're trying to reconcile those two expressions, okay? So Moira says like this, Even though you have plumbed the deep waters, all right, looking for pearls, but you've just brought up, all you brought up is a shard, a piece of, uh, of, of worthless pottery. It means you thought you're doing something with all this uh, manipulation, you're, you're, you're coming up with pearls, it's gonna save you money, <clears throat> didn't save you any money. Why? Because Adam Because even though a person's allowed to damage themselves, but uh, you are not allowed to cause that damage to them. So you see the contradiction between the wording of the Mishnah and the wording of the Brisa, right? So Rava says like this. What Rava says is there's no contradiction. Is that the 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 the, the Brisa that says that even though a person is allowed to cause damage to themselves. He's not talking about physical damage, it's causing humiliation. A person's allowed to do something that humiliates himself that doesn't give you the right to humiliate him. That you're allowed, I'm allowed to humiliate myself, right? But doesn't mean you're allowed to humiliate me. The, the mission is talking about actual physical damage. Even though a person is not physically allowed to cause damage to himself, but even if he does, doesn't give you the right to go ahead and physically damage. So it's not contradiction, because one's focusing on humiliation, the one's causing an actual damage. That's what Rubber wants to answer. So I'm going to look at you. wants about actual damage. One's talking about humiliation. It's very difficult to say that the pshat in the Mishnah is that it's not referencing humiliation, it's referencing physical damage. Because what, what is the price, what, what would the Mishnah then be saying? That even though he's not allowed to physically damage himself, but if he does, doesn't mean you're allowed to. Because we're talking about the case of uncovering her hair. What is uncovering her hair? Is it physically damaging no, her or is it damaging, humiliation? Right. It's just so, humiliation. So, so why would you make the statement even uh, though you're, means the Chorot, it all should be talking about humiliation. It shouldn't be talking about physical damage, right? right? So our mission is talking about a case of humiliation. Uh, and it says if a person causes damage himself even though he's not allowed, it's not mashma causing himself physical damage because why are you bringing that? Should we talk about humiliation? And still it's saying you're not allowed to do it and if you do it, you're potter. So Moses is like this. It's actually, it's asking it like a Kalva Chomer. Means for sure humiliation that a person's allowed to do to themselves. So therefore the fact they did it to themselves does not give you a right to go ahead and do it. But physical damage that they're not allowed to do. So you might think that if they're doing something to themselves that they are not allowed to do. So if oh, they're doing that, then Kalva Chomer, I should not be held, if they're not punished for the thing that why they're not allowed to do, why should Kamash Malan, doesn't matter. The fact that they're not punished for things they do to themselves doesn't mean that you have a right. That's a bit, that, that, so it means it, 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 it incorporates humiliation. Humiliation that they're allowed to do, for sure you're not allowed to do, and that's what we're talking about. But even damage which they are not allowed to do, and they do. That still would not allow you to go ahead and do it. That's how you would have to read it. This is what Rabbi Kiva was telling him. For sure, embarrassment, humiliation. The person can do whatever he wants to embarrass himself. But even physical damage. Where a person is not allowed to physically damage themselves. Nevertheless, uh, and they did it. 
that doesn't mean if somebody else doesn't do it, it's okay. If somebody else will do it to them, they do it themselves, they'll part it, even though they're violated, but if, they, if somebody else does it to them, Kayovin, uh, uh, then they will be held accountable for. So, okay, so, so far, we've reconciled. For it says like this, Are you telling me that a person is not allowed to cause themselves uh, damage, right? Because that's the premise we're saying here. You're allowed to humiliate yourself, but you're not allowed to physically cause yourself damage, right? That's the way we've reconciled the two. But is that true? Is the person not physically allowed to cause damage to himself? And let's say a person wants to go ahead and, uh, all right, and, 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 and cause himself some type of physical harm. Is that a violation? So Moses is like this, I'm gonna ask you a following question. There is a type of oath, it's known as a shvuas bitui. A shvuas bitui is a shvua of expression, of utterance, which is, the halacha is, that if a person makes a shvuas bitui and he violates it, he has to bring a korban chatas. Certain type of, uh, certain kind of korban he has to bring for violating his shvua. Now the pasuk that talks about the prohibition of this type of shvua says that it's a shvua that can be made lahara or lahetiv. It could be made for the good or for the bad. All right? Means a person can make, violate the shvur, either he did something that would be uh, beneficial to himself, or the shvur was involving something that could be harmful to himself. Now, that's a key point here. Why? Because we know that the halacha is that if you make a shvur either for a mitzvah or for an aveira, it's not, you, you're not, you don't bring a carbon if you violate it. And Zavon says a shvur that I'm going to keep Shabbos, or make a shvur that I'm going to violate Shabbos, that's not called a shvur's bitui. Because something you, have, uh, you are already previously obligated to do, you cannot piggyback on that an additional shvur to be high of a carbon if you violate. So therefore, when it talks about that shvur that's either to the benefit of the person or to the detriment of the person, it must be talking about things that there is no pre-existing obligation one way or the other. Is that, is that clear what that means? Right. So, it says like this. So, Atani, we learned in a b'raisa. Yachol nishbo You might think if a person made a shvur to do something to lahara, lahara means to his detriment, and he did not follow through and cause himself detriment through it, he did not keep the shvur. Yeah, potter, he'll be potter. Talmud Loma, lahara olahetu. The Pazuk says that you're chayah for a shvur's bitu, whether it's something to your detriment or whether it's something to your benefit. Mahatava rishus. And just as to your benefit is something that is rishus, that is optional, you don't have to do it. There's no obligation to do it to your benefit. But if you do make an oath in, to your benefit and don't keep it, you're chayah of a carbon. Avharaz rishus. So do we have to be talking about something that's to your detriment, specifically it's something to your detriment that you're allowed to do. Can't be something to your detriment that you're not allowed to do, right? So therefore, avara has to be something that is rishus. Avi and therefore from there I can include that if somebody made a shvur to his detriment, Belohar, and did not keep it, then uh, he is going to be chayav, a carbon for the violating the laws of shvur's bitui. Okay, now, the point we're making is as follows. So what is a shvur? The more I understand, okay. So what type of shvur are we making that's to a person's benefit or to his detriment that one does not have a pre-existing obligation? So the more it talks about it, it's obviously means harming himself. It means the person made a shvur. I make a shvur that I am going to chop off my pinky. Right? Now that's to his detriment. Comes on, he didn't chop off his pinky, it's high of a carbon. Must be that chopping of your pinky cannot be an avera. Because why must it be? Because if it's of an avera, then what? 
He wouldn't be bringing a uh, You wouldn't be a because you can't have a shul on something that's right. a pre-existing one, right? That, so, it's, it's, so you're saying physically harming yourself is not an Avera? That must be. Otherwise, it couldn't be a Shavuot's beat to it. That's the point. So it comes along Shmuel, Amar Shmuel, Be'esha Betainus, right? So when it says like this, not a Raya. It could be physically, actually physically harming yourself. That is not what's included when you make a Shavuot to your detriment. Because that would be an Avera, like we said before, you're not allowed to physically harm yourself. So what does it mean to your detriment? I'm going to fast. If you make yourself a shvur, then one of the non-existing fasts, right? And not an advance that the Chachamim said you had to take. A guy wakes up and says, today I'm going to fast. Okay, that's to your detriment. So therefore, that's what it means that it's optional. But it could be physically doing something to yourself. Okay. What about that? What about physically doing something actually physically? That's a no That we also to do. And that's not what's included over here in the shvur. So what it says, the problem with that is the rest of the b'risa. What does the rest of the Brysa say? The rest of the Brysa discusses the following. The rest of the Brysa says like this, that the, um, it says like this, that this is only true concerning yourself. You, you make an oath to your detriment or to your benefit, so then you can be chayv shvur. But you cannot make a shvur to the benefit or the detriment of somebody else. Wait, that you cannot do. You don't have a, a, a right to do. And therefore, if you made a Shavuot's Bitoi to somebody else's benefit, to someone else's detriment, then that would not be valid as a Shavuot's Bitoi. Now, the one says like this. If you learn, it means chop off your finger. I can understand it. I make a Shavuot. I'm going to chop off my finger. Make sure I'm not going to chop off my finger. So if you learn, that's permissible to do. And I can make an oath like that. And I'm a Chayim. And then, but the only thing is, I can't say I'm getting sure they're going to chop off your finger. Because chop off your finger, that for sure I'm not allowed to do. Then it makes sense. But you're telling me it's got nothing to do with chopping off your finger. What does it have to do with fasting, right? So then how does it make sense? How can I even have, how, how can I even be a Havah? I mean, I'm making sure that you're going to fast. That makes no sense. What is it like this? The say, but then you have to have it congruent. You have to have this, it has to express itself similarly, where it comes to harming somebody else. Lashiva Matinus, what it mean that you're going to make them fast? How are you going to cause, how would you even think you can make an oath to cause somebody else to fast? What is in? It could be, you're like, I made a show, I'm going to lock him up. I'll lock him up for 24 hours. I'll get him into a room, lock him up. So it means technically, means the point, technically it could be possible to force somebody else to fast. Kamash Malan, that's not a Shavuot's Bitu because you're not allowed to do that. Okay, fine. So we still haven't shown, we're trying to, try. the, the statement was <coughs> that you're not allowed to cause yourself physical damage. And we're asking questions whether that's true or not. By the time we learned in a Brysa, now, this brisa, according to the Mephorshim, is a continuation of that brisa, the brisa we just mentioned earlier. The first, the first started off saying is, you're, you're, anything to your benefit or detriment that there's no pre-existing obligation, you be chayv a korban. However, even if no, uh, however, that's not true when it comes to the benefit or detriment of somebody else. That you cannot, because there you are not allowed to do it, and therefore you cannot make a shvur on that. So we said, what's that referencing? So we said, it's not talking about harming yourself or harming him in a, in a, in a way it's physical harming. It's talking about an oath. Problem is, look at the end of the brisa. It says like this, What does it mean causing somebody else doing something to his detriment? It gives the example. What does it say? Akeploni mocho. I'm going to strike him and I'm going to split open his head. 
So clearly you see the example of doing something to someone else. What is it referencing? A physical harm. And therefore in the beginning of the bride was talking about doing something to yourself. It has to be a physical harm. El says in one of you're right. Clearly from Rabbi Akiva, the answer we gave, that the one Brysa that says that you're allowed to harm yourself, and the other Brysa said you're not allowed to harm yourself, we can't, that the distinction we're making between humiliation and physical damage, that's not necessarily a valid distinction because there are actual opinions that hold that you are physically allowed to harm yourself, right? So we have to say then, then it could be both brides are physically talking about harming yourself. But there's tanoyim. Are you physically allowed to harm yourself or you're not physically allowed to harm yourself? So more it says like this, tanoyi. The Iglaman to Amar, there is an opinion, which is by the way the halacha, that ain't Adam Rashad Lakabatmo, you're not allowed to physically harm yourself. That Moshe has all these chubas about cosmetic surgery and all those kind of things. Alright? And is there is an opinion that holds that Adam Rashallah, you are allowed to cause physical harm to yourself. So therefore, like this. So it comes out right now, the opinion that says that you are allowed to physically harm yourself, right? We said, so, so right? So, um, uh, so, so, so that, clearly, the b'risa that we brought down by, by from, from, uh, from a sechah shvuz, that a shvuz bitui, that I'm allowed to make that kind of shvuz myself, but I'm not allowed to do it someone else, that clearly holds, why am I allowed to make it myself? Because I'm allowed to physically harm myself. So we have a clear-cut position that says physically I am allowed to do it to myself. We're looking for the opinion that holds the other way around, that what? That you're not allowed to. Where do we see that there's an opinion that you're not allowed to do this to yourself? I'm not sure why it doesn't bring the Brisa by Rabbi Akiva, but the Gemara looks for uh, another source, all right? Uh, now, so let's see. So what it says like this. So man tana the shamat lay the amra and adam shayla chabba Where is the author? Who is the tana that holds that a person is not allowed to physically cause harm to themselves? Right. Na'ilaim, but perhaps you bring it from here. In Parshas Noah, we have a pasuk that says that says like this. Hi tana who decides? It says in the brayso. Ach as dimchem lenavshay sechem edrash. Your blood for your souls. I will seek. Now, what is that post that Yiparsh is not referring to? That I am going to hold your souls accountable in the afterlife as dimchem for people that take their own blood. It means people that commit suicide are going to be held responsible for their actions in the afterlife. Your nefesh will pay the price. Now, so you see what? You're not allowed to cause harm for yourself. But that's not such a good riot. Why? No, because it's suicide. Maybe yes. Maybe to kill oh, yourself, you're not yeah, allowed to do. But to cut off my baby finger, maybe that you're allowed to go ahead and do. That's not a good raya. But maybe death is different. I can hear that being different. Ella high tana. Someone says maybe it's the following tana. The sign you learned That even though there's a prohibition to cut yourself for a dead body, because that's what the Amorites yeah. used to do. You're not allowed to. But to tear your clothes. In fact, today they have kriya. That is not considered to be, for a dead body, that's not considered to be following the ways of the Amorites. But nevertheless, somebody goes overboard and starts tearing every piece of garment that he has in the house, 
So that you're not allowed to do. Loke, you actually get Malkus for it. Mishon Baltashchis, because that's Baltashchis. Baltashchis, you're not allowed to destroy things that Hashem has given you. You're not allowed to destroy just the arbitrary thing. But, but what do you see? So if you're not allowed to, uh, if it's for the sake of, 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 of a dead person, you do it in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a muted manner, it's fine. But if you do it too much, it's considered Baltashchis, so that's Osir. So if it's Osir Baltashchis on clothing, then Kalvachomer, you would say, that for sure it's Baltashchis if a person goes, and harms himself. Now, that shows from here that my example is not such a great example. When we talk about damaging yourself, it says the more like this, so my culture can goofo, it should be Osir. But maybe clothing is different to Hadra. Because when you damage clothing, it's not something that automatically can get better. But but when you damage yourself, at least you can heal. So you see though, the example I'm giving is not a good example. Cutting off my pinky, is not something that can heal. So when it talks about the, the, whether or not you're allowed to damage yourself, or you're not allowed to damage yourself, obviously it's talking about where you're making a cut on your body or you're doing something that could regenerate or could heal, all right? But that's the difference. Clothing might be worse. There is baltashas by clothing because it does not get better. Rabbi Yochanan used to call his clothing my, that which honors me. His clothing honors me, right? They're right. And of Chista, Kad Havim Mazgebeina Hizme Vehige, and we had this Mosefis Tainis, something like this, that when he used to walk around the thorns and the thistles, Ma'ana, he used to raise his hem, the hem of his skirt, that it shouldn't get caught and snagged. Ah, it's going to end up exposing his legs and they're going to get cut. So, Amar Zemal Arucha, one gets scabs and gets better. My clothing, Enamal Arucha, does not get better. Bottom line is, so therefore, you, the fact that it's also to indiscriminately tear your clothes does not necessarily mean it's also to cause yourself. So, we're still looking, what, who's the title that holds that it's also to damage yourself in a way when you damage yourself that it will get better? That's what we're trying to figure out. So Elahaitanahu. The sign of Antibrice, the Amr of Lazakapa Baribi. Rabalazakapa Bari means he was the son of a great uh, he was not the son, he was a great man. Garibi is a title like a great man. Shlita. Loma, what does it say as follows? It says by the Nazir that one of the korbanas he has to bring is a korban khatas. The Khibra Allah Mashir Khatala Khalata Nefer. He has been korban khatas because he sinned against the soul. The Khima Aza Nevesh Khata, what soul did a Nazir sin against? Why does a Nazir have to bring a korban khatas? What soul did he sin against? So Ella Shatsir Atminayain by not allowing his body to have wine, meaning restricting himself from the pleasure of wine, that is considered to be a sin. So Kalvachomer, if even one pleasure not allowing yourself is considered to be Osir, then a guy that fasts indiscriminately without the that's for sure not it. And then Kalvachomer, the guy that causes himself Physical harm would be considered usr. Somebody that causes himself uh, uh, pain only from wine is considered usr, right? So therefore, uh, is a sinner. We call them somebody that causes him uh, 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 distress from, uh, from uh, uh, refraining from all all things, like a fast, because a fast, Allah has come up, for sure that's usr, and then physically a guy that causes him pain, Kavachon will be considered usr. This is, uh, this is Lezer HaKapar, Beribi is the source of the person that holds that it is usr. Let's go on. So we said that if somebody chops down your fruit trees, um, there's a certain amount that that's paid, and when Suva discusses exactly what the amount is paid for chopping down somebody's fruit trees. Oh, let's go on. 
Tani we learned in a bright Tani Rabbi Barachana Kamedu Rab. So Rabbi Barachana taught over the following brisa in front of Rab. Let's say Shori Arakta. Ruben says to Shimon that you uh, I've ate him that you went and you uh, you killed my ox on a tios of katato. You cut down my young fruit saplings. So uh, and the, what does the what does Shimon say? I agree, I did it. But But you instructed me that I should do it. Kill my animal, cut down my trees. Potter, then he is potter. So He says, if a person's able to say, you told me to do it, then you have left no life, there's no livelihood for any human being. Because anyone can cause anybody damage and when he's called upon it, what does he say? You told me to do it. If you told me to do it, is enough of a way to get out of, of so then, then there's no damages that could ever be collected, right? So called Kamina, why should it be within the person's ability to say, without any proof, you told me to go ahead and do it? So Amale Asmaya, so you say, Asmaya, so should my Masora of Bryce's, that I have it in, should I delete it? Is it a mistake and I should delete this Bryce? So Amale, look. To Targain, Matnitzacha, the way you should explain this Brysa is as following. Bashara Omid Lariga, that there was an ox that was, uh, that would be already, pro- uh, the verdict on it was yeah. that it has to be executed, all right? Oh, but Elon was a tree that let's say it's hanging into the Rishus Arabim, and therefore the, the Beistin had instructed that what? That he has to cut it. So now when a guy says, you told me to do it, there is some basis for that argument, why? Right. So the question is, well, if that's true, then what are you complaining? Why is Ruven saying, you, did, you harmed me, you killed my ox, you killed my, you cut down my tree? If that was something that was anyway required by Bastin to go ahead and do, so then what's the claim that Ruven has against Shimon that he's trying to say you did something to hurt me, right? So when says, Iachi, Maika what is he arguing against him? It's a mitzvah to listen to the Beistin. I wanted to do the mitzvah. It's, I wanted the mitzvah to chop down my own tree. Or I wanted the mitzvah of killing my animal, which is a menace to society. And you took the mitzvah away from me. That was the claim. So there he says, but you told me to do it. That's enough to get off the hook. Now, how do we know that there's such a claim? You took away my mitzvah. Where do we know there's such a claim? You took away my mitzvah. Moses, the sign of the Raisa. The Pazak says that there's two mitzvahs when you shecht an animal. There's the shechita. Now, if it is either a non-domesticated animal or is a bird, there's a second mitzvah. What's the second mitzvah? It's called kisui hadam. What is kisui hadam? You cover the blood. So now, the halacha is like this. So, and the Pazak says, v'shafach, that he spills the blood, v'chisa. That's the Pazak. So from there we learn that the first right of covering the blood belongs to who? The one that did the Correct. The shochet is the guy that gets to cover the blood. V'shavad v'chisa. V'shavad the one who slaughtered Yechasa, he gets the right to cover the blood. The story of the person. V'shavad v'kodam v'shavad, he finished the shechita. And right away, Kodam chavero v'chisa, and his friend went and covered it. V'chavad made him pay for taking away his mitzvah, 10 gold coins. So what do you see? That there is a claim if somebody takes away your mitzvah. So here too, he said, I wanted to listen to the bass. Then I want to be the one, kill my animal. I want to be the but then, But the way he got out of it, he said, you told me to do it. Unless you can prove otherwise, he is potter. Let's go weiter. All right. I'm a rabbi. I'm a rabbi. Dikla the Tarn Kava, this is a very, whole, uh, a huge partial, we're not going to get into all the details of it, but if you have a Dikla palm tree that has on it a Kav, a Kav is a certain measure of, of dates, 
Also, then if it can, it's able to seasonally produce a kav, then you're not allowed to chop it down. So there's a prohibition of chopping it down. Mesive, more has the following question, coming in, Berg Zayas. It says about an olive tree, how much fruit should it be able to bear? Below you cut it to, and you will not be allowed to chop it down. Rova, a quarter of a kav. A quarter of a kav is much less than a full kav. So when it says there's a difference between olives and dates, Shani Zayas and the Hashivi, dates are, uh, olives are much more expensive than dates. And therefore, in order for the value of the tree to be such by a date palm that you shouldn't chop it down, it has to produce a kav of dates. Whereas by an olive vine, in order not to be allowed to chop it down, then it only has to be able to produce a quarter of a kav. Amar Abchanino. Abchanino said a very scary statement. Loi shachav shivchas beri. My son Shifchas did not die He cut down a fig tree before its time, prematurely. Because he cut down this tree before its time, that is why he died prematurely. However, let's say the wood itself was more valued than what? Than the produce. That if they have a tree, that the wood is worth more. So I want to chop it down because I want to make a closet, but it's got tree. So then if they that mutter, you're allowed to go ahead and do it. Now, right, Tanya Namiachi, we have a rice that supports it. It says like this. The Pazak says when you come to besiege an, a, 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 a city, so they used to create what they call those things, ramparts, like, like, uh, like wooden... Uh, Wooden towers, right? So now, so obviously, what would they want to use to make these wooden towers? The trees that surround the city. The Pazuk says over there, the Pazuk says like this. This is the Lashon of the Pazuk. It says, um, When you besiege a city, in many days, they welcome to fight against it, right? to capture it. Lo sashchis as eitzah, you should be careful not to destroy its, its trees. Lindoach alav garzen, to chop it down indiscriminately. Kimena sochal, because that's the place where you eat from. For also lo you can't chop it down. Ki adam because a man is considered to be like the tree of the field. Love of an But, now this is the clause, the next part. Rock, however, there's an exception. Eitz asheteido, but if you know that there is a tree. Kilo eitz machalhu, that does not have fruit. Also, Sashchis, that you are allowed to cut down. With Anissa, you can chop it down. You can use part of your siege. Now, the positive that tells you what you're allowed to cut down says, Rock eats, Asheteida, Kilo eats, Machalhu. That a tree that you know is not a fruit bearing tree. Now, the, there's a redundancy in this Pasuk. Pasuk just should have said, Eats, Eitz, that's not lo eitz machal, that you can cut down. What after have to write? Rock eitz, asher that you know. What do you have to throw in that that you know for? Right? Remember, right? So, so the one makes a drush, which is a difficult drush, we're going to see in a moment, to understand exactly what it means. But the way we're darshing is like this. Is what are you allowed to chop down? Rock eitz, asher teda. Stop like this. Any tree that you know, you're allowed to chop down. Zeh machal means you're allowed to even chop down fruit trees. Any tree that you know, you're allowed to chop down. It's even fruit trees. Kilo eitz machal, and then it adds, and also you're allowed to chop down zeh struck barren trees. Wait one second, that makes no sense. If you already start off telling me you're allowed to chop down fruit, fruit trees, trees no, culture came, right? and besides the fact it doesn't fit with the puzzle before, because the puzzle before actually said, you're not supposed to chop down fruit trees, but that's besides the problem. 
Since eventually you said you're allowed to chop down any type of tree, so then so then why does it tell me you're not allowed to chop down uh, trees that are barren? You're allowed to, you mean that you're allowed to chop down barren trees? You're allowed to chop down even fruit trees. So what it says like this, no, it's, it's telling you the, the order. The order is like this, you come to a city, if there are both fruit trees and non-fruit trees around, then the order has to be that you're only allowed to start with the non-fruit trees over the fruit trees. And that explains the puzzle before this is you're not allowed to chop down the fruit trees. That's talking about when there are non-fruit trees, barren trees to chop down. Now, Yachol, you might think, let's say that the fruit trees that are there, actually the wood is better than the non-fruit bearing trees. So you need to have a support, a strong uh, tower. So in such a case, since it says rock, rock is a mute. Therefore it tells you that in some cases, even if you have barren trees, you're still allowed to chop down. Under what circumstance would that be? Right, even though, and, and also that, right, that's correct. Now, that, that is correct. Right, now, meaning like its wood is, is much more valued for you right now than the fruit that it actually produces. Right, now, says it more like this. Shmuel Aisile Arise Tamri. Shmuel's uh, sharecropper brought him dates. Achil time bahu time b'dechamri. He tasted in the dates like t- taste from wine. He tasted like a wine taste in it. So Amalei, my high said, what's going on here? So Amalei, Beini Gufni Kaimi, he says that around my vineyards, the, palm, the, 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 the dates, are, trees are growing. And, I, and, and so I'm, I'm not, I'm not, maybe, I guess you have to distance it enough for Kilayim, it's not Kilayim, but, uh, but, but, but Lamaisa, it's still there. It's still there. So Amar, Makrishi Bechamra, he says, these tates are taking away from the strength of the wine. You're going to have inferior wine because of the date trees. So therefore, uh, if, it's, uh, if it's to the point, it's, it's, it's drawing from the nutrients of the wine, that you can actually taste it in the date. So So tomorrow, bring me the roots. Bring me the roots. I want you to chop down, exactly, simply, chop down the date trees. Now, Rav Chista Chaza Tali Begufni. Rav Chista saw that there was a young, young palm trees amongst his vineyard. Amar Leila Risa Akrinu Gufni Akrinu. Go and uproot the date palms. Now, why the date palms over the vineyard, right? Because Gufni Kani Dikli. That if you sell a vineyard, you'll have more than enough money to buy palm trees. But Dikli, but if you sell palm trees, then Lo Kani Gufni. Which what, what what does that show you? That which is more valuable? With a vine, with a vine money, you can buy dates. With a date money, you can't buy vines. So obviously, vines. So therefore, if you have a question: which one should be uprooted? The one that's causing the greater damage is the dates to the vine. You uproot the dates. Let's go to the next Mishnah. Zog Leiliga Mishnah. This is very important. The Rambam has a whole stickle on this in terms of tshuva. Even if you've paid the person for the damage you caused him, the humiliation you caused him, you paid all of those things, you still don't get mechil. In Shemayim, you are not forgiven until what? You have to go to the person and ask for mechila. Money alone doesn't cut it. He has to be mechil you. Shenemar, where do we see this? Is that Avimelech, well, it had to go to Avram. Avimelech took Avram's wife 
and he had to go to him. We're going to say he had to go to him and ask Mechila. He says, "Vata Hashem Eishes, give back the wife." Now, giving her back is not enough. And he says, "And get him to daven for you that he's a navi, and by him davening for you, that will show you that what that he has forgiven you." So it's not enough that just giving back the wife. That's not enough. You got to get him to daven for you. You have to ask him for Mechila. Now, how do we know if a person refuses to give mechila? Someone says, oh, you did this to me, I'm not going to be mochel you. That's considered to be cruelty. That's considered to be cruelty. You're not allowed to do that. Because what do we see? As soon as Avimelech asked Avram to daven on his behalf, what does it say? Avram did not hesitate. So you see, you're not allowed to hesitate. Somebody asks you for mechila, you have to give it to him right away. You tell somebody, go ahead and make me blind. Take out my eye. Cut off my hand. Break my leg. The fact that he told you to do it, if you go ahead and do it, gentlemen, not in here. If you told you to go ahead and do it, you are going to be chayev. Why? One of two reasons. Either because you can't believe the guy when he says that, right? He's joking. He's not saying it seriously. Or he doesn't have the right to tell you to do that. If you hold Saka Asr for you to do, he can't tell you do something that is Asr for you to do, right? Now, Almanas Lifter, let's say he throws in, and I will exempt you. You won't have to pay. Still Chayev. Again, same reasons. Either he can't give you that assurance or you can't trust that that's what he means because nobody would really in their right mind be saying that. Now, let's say we're not talking about a physical damage. Kuraz Ksusi says, turn my clothes. Shabar Eskadi, break my jugs. Still Chayev, right? Almanas Liftov, he says, do it and I won't hold you financially uh, liable. Potter, that, if he says those words, you can do it and I won't hold you financial. That he has a right because it's not an Aveira necessarily involved, according to one shot. According to the other one is that if he says in this case, you can take him seriously and you can believe that it's what he's saying. Now, but, if, on the, but either way, if Ruben says to Shimon, I'll pay you to go do it to, and I'll cover your cost if you do it to Levi, under all circumstances, what's the halacha? Almanaz Liftar, even he says on condition that you'll be Potter, whether it's to damage his money, uh, his body, whether to damage his money, you are going, you are going to be Chayev. You can't say, well, he said I should do it, he's going to pay. No, you are Chayev, because that's Usr, that's Enchlech Varavera. You can't tell somebody, go ahead and damage somebody else. Tan Rabbanon. Call Elusha Amru. In all the cases that we said that there's a certain amount you have to pay to make Boshto, a certain amount that you're covering, all you covered is the amount of the humiliation. Avalzaro, but the pain that he felt from being humiliated, the only thing that can take away that pain is not the money. What's going to have to take away that pain that he feels? Yeah, you have to come and ask, you have to ask Mechila. Even if you brought all of the rams, the vice was a place where they had really kashmaka, gazunta rams. So you brought all of them as carbonus. You're asking Hashem to be Michael you. You can bring out many, a thousand rams. It's not going to give you the mechila. The only way you can get the mechila is what? You have to ask this guy to go ahead and 
do it for Yishanemar. Hashev Eishes You have to return the, the, the that you have to return the wife of this person of the, of Avram. Uh, was Avram was called Kinavihu because he's a navi. and he then he will daven for you. And davening for you shows that he was Moichel you. Now the Gemara asks a separate point. Why does it say you have to return the wife because he is the wa- she's the wife of a navi? That implies that let's say she wasn't the wife of a navi. What Moshe says the the Aisha's navi boy laadure, but Aisha's acha, but a similar loy boy You don't have to bring back. You have to give back. So Amrab Shmuel Bar Nachmani, Amrab Yonasim is addressing a different question. Hashem Aisha's ish. You have to return an Aisha's ish. Mikoma comes. Doesn't matter whose wife it is. You have to return. But the car Amar. But that's what you said. That you are claiming innocence. You're saying I'm innocent. Right? She, he, he said she was my sister. Right? That's addressing the second thing that he said. He says, Both he and she said, My sister is my brother. Navi who? He's a Navi. What does it mean he's a Navi? That's the answer. The Kvar Limeid, he's been going around teaching, ethical teachings in his time, that that if a guest comes to a city, what do you ask him? You ask him what do you need to eat, what do you need to drink? Or do you ask him, who is this woman? What is this woman to you? Is that what you ask the guy? Is it your sister? Is it your wife? Of course that's the wrong thing to ask. Meaning, the fact is that he's been teaching ethics around. You are held responsible. You cannot claim. You should not have been asking about her. And he had he recognized the fact you're asking about her means you have nefarious intentions in mind. So you cannot feign innocence under this situation. And Mikan, from here we learn, by the way, well, maybe, maybe Avimelech didn't learn it, he didn't hear him teach it. From here, a very important thing, Mikan, the Ben Noach, that even a Ben Noach, he will still be executed. Ignorance is not an answer. Even if you never learned it, you are still going to be held responsible either way. All right. The Pasuk continues. The Pasuk says, What did Hashem do? So it says, Atzar, Atzar, Ba'at Kol Rechem Leves Avimel. He restrained all of the wombs in the household of Avimel. And it says a double lotion of a straining. Atzar, Atzar. He caused restraints. What, why is it double lotion? Some Rabbalahs are Shteyat Siros. There were two areas of restraint. Shteyat Siros Why were they, why is the Pasuk mentioned twice? Echad be'ish, one is affecting the men, which is Sheikh Vazera, that semen could not leave their bodies. V'shtayim, and the second one is be'isha, is that Sheikh uh, Vazera uh, was also trapped within their body. You have to see exactly what the punishment of that would be. And also Leida. Not only that, but that also that if they had to give birth, they were unable to give birth. Matnizatan, in the Brisa we learn, Shtayim be'ish. By a man, it affected him in two ways. Sheikh Vazera Viktanim. That both Sheikh Vazera and Urin were not able to leave his body. But Shlosha Ba'isha, by a woman, three ways. Sheikh Vazera, that the Sheikh Vazera was trapped within her body. Ktanim, Urin. Vileida, and also childbirth. Ravina Amar, Shalosh Ba'ish. Three effect, ways it affected a man. Sheikh Vazera, uh, semen. Ktanim is urine. Upia Tabas, is that he would not be able to have a bowel movement, he wouldn't be able to ext- uh, um, defecate. Arba ve'isha and four by a woman. Sheikh Vazera, Veleda, Vektanim, Upiatabas. They're adding just later to the list of the men. Let's go weiter. Pazik says, Ba'ad kol rechem, 
all wombs. What's this all? Just say the re- all wombs were shut down. What are all wombs? Tomorrow says like this. Amri the Bey Rabbi Yanai. So in the household of Rabbi Yana, in the yeshiva Rabbi Yana, they taught is afilutana golas shall base avibelech lo hitila beitzosa. That even the chickens were unable to lay their eggs. That's the cold. Amalei Rava le Rava Mar Mari. So Rava asked Rava Mari, Minana Milsidam Rabbonon, from where is this adage, this saying that the rabbis say commonly, that Kovakaj Rachamim al Khavero, anyone who prays for his friend, who Tsarik La Osa Dovar, and he needs the same cure for what he is praying for his friend, Hunanatila that he has answered first, from where do we know that? Amarlay, so um, he answered him. We see it by Eov. That Hashem returned the captives of Eov. Those who were taken away from Eov were returned when when he prayed for his friends. So you see, because he prayed for his friends, so the things were returned to him. So said, At You're saying the proof is from there. I have another scriptural proof for the same concept. Where is my scriptural proof on the same concept? I learn here from Avimelech. Because it says, that, Hashem, uh, that Avram paid to Hashem. And Avimelech and his wife and all the maidservants were cured and they gave birth. Not only that, they were either wombs were open, they gave birth. And then right next to it it says, Hashem Paka de Sarakashir Amar. Hashem that uh, he uh, remembered Sarah Kasher Amar. Now the symbol shot is Kasher Amar, like Hashem said he would. But the Gemara is learning at Kasher Amar Avram El Avimelech. Like Avram said that Avimelech should be uh, played for the Avimelech to be cured. So then that based on that Hashem cured Sarah, who was not able to have a child, because of the tefillah that he prayed for Avimelech. Just lay it, put it out there. I wanted to, You'll ask me one of these days to tell you the pshat, because I have a wonderful pshat here. Where do you see that he was answered first? If anything, in the order of the psukim, it says Avimelech was answered, and then it says that Sarah was remembered. So the Chorah, how do you see in the order of the psukim that you get answered first? Uh, that's something I'll share with you at a different time. Amalei Ravala Rabba Bar Mari. Once we're doing with these famous adages and sayings, where is their basis in, 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 in the Tanakh or in, 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 uh, in, in Torah Shabbat Peh? So, where is, uh, what is it based upon? That which people say, together with the thorns, the cabbage gets damaged. I mean, sometimes you have to burn the thorns or put, remove the thorns. You're also punishing the cabbage, you're throwing the baby out with the bath water. Where do we see that saying in Tanakh? Samalei, we see it, it says in Yirmiyahu, that, uh, that Hashem was upset about the people rebelling, and he said, Lama tarivu elai kulchem peshatem bin umashem. Why are you all contending and fighting with me? All of you have rebelled against me. Now, all of you, he included in it Yirmiyahu as well. But Yirmiyahu wasn't 
what, 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 you, he wasn't the one rebelling, but you see that the thorn, when you're, when you, when you're punishing the thorns, or you're removing the thorns, sometimes you're also damaging the cabbage as well. There's a collective punishment that affects those who did nothing wrong as well. The Maral says that, there are, that it is, there is on every level we have communal responsibility, and that's why on a communal level we can get punished along with everybody else. Amar lay. So Rava said back to uh, Rabbo, he said, Atma Amart Mahatam, you bring a I you bring a Rai from Yermia, Ana Minamahacha, I'm going to bring a Raya much earlier from Shmos. That when when the people went out and when Mahalal Shabbos, the first Shabbos, they went and gathered the mon, they did the wrong thing. So Ad Ana Ma'antim Lishmar Mitzvah, how much longer are you going to continue, Hashem says to Pitakal to uh, refuse to keep my mitzvahs and my Torah. And included in that, he was talking to Moshe and Aaron. Moshe and Aaron didn't do anything wrong. But in, collectively, they're included in that castigation. Amalei Rava Rabbar Mari. Seb, on one hand, it says by Yosef, it says, Umikze Echov Laka Chamisha Noshim. That when they came before Paro, he took a sampling of his brothers from Mikze, from a, a, a portion of the brothers he presented to Paro. So, Ma'nihu, Chamisha, who are these five? So, Amalei, so Rabbi answered him that, Hachi Amar Rebbe Yochanan, said in the name of Rebbe Yochanan, Osen Shukla B'Shemos, the five that their names are doubled in the bracha that were given to, to, uh, by Moshe. Moshe doubled, uh, he mentioned their name twice. Was Zvulun, Gad, Dan, Naftali, Usher. So therefore, they were the weaker of the brothers. That's why they got a double name mentioned there because they needed the strength. And Moshe and, 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 and Yaakov only wanted to parade the weaker brothers. Why? Because he did not want Paro to make them generals in the army. So Moshe says, Ah, Yehuda, Nami, Yehuda's name is also doubled. So the Chayra Yehuda was the strongest of the brothers. So why is Yehuda's name doubled? So Amalei, Lemil Sehuda Ichbal. His name was doubled for a different reason. What does it mean, in the bracha that Moshe gave, the different Shvotim? He says, Yechi Ruvein, Fa'al Yamus. That the Brachi said, Ruvain should live and not die. The Misav Mispar. And his numbers should be many. And then right away there's a Vav connecting. Vizos le Yehuda. And this is for Yehuda. I mean, it's giving the Brachi of Yehuda. Why is it connecting it back to the Brachi of Ruvain? So, Kol Osan Arboim Shona. Shahayu Yisroel Bamidbar. All 40 years that they were in the desert. Hayu Atmosav Shal Yehuda Megulgalin. The, uh, his bones were rolling. They came be detached and they were rolling in the Aron in his casket. Achabah Moshe. So Moshe came along. Uvikesh Rachamim and prayed for, on behalf of Yehuda. Now the reason why that was happening is because, you remember, Yehuda took upon himself that he is going to bring back Binyamin. And he said, if not, then I should be punished. I should not live in this world and not in the world to come. Now, even though he did bring Binyamin back, but Chazal learned that when a person of great stature says something, even on condition, sometimes it happens even if the condition was met. And therefore, this is like, almost like this is a form of his excommunication. His bones are not, are not resting. So Moshe pray, prayed for him. Moshe said before What caused Ruvain to admit that he had switched the beds? 
of his father. Remember, Reuben switched the bed. Yehuda, when he saw that Yehuda admitted that he was the one who impregnated Tamar, publicly embarrassing himself, so then Reuben stood up and said, I'm the one who switched the beds of my father. So therefore, so Shama Hashem called Yehuda. And in this merit, Moshe's Tefillah, that he said, therefore Hashem heard the voice of Yehuda, and al Ivrei Leshafa, the, bo- the, the bones went back into their joints. But they still would not let Yehuda into the base medrash in the yeshiva in Shamayim, and even though his body was restored, but they would not let him into the yeshiva. So the Moshe Rabbeinu continues. The Moshe asked, Bring him to his people. Who's his people? The Tamid Chacham. Let him go back into his people. So the Moshe says, Fine. They let him back in. But But he had no idea what they were, they were talking and learning and the, 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 uh, it was above him. He could not understand what it is they were saying. It was causing him great distress. So therefore, uh, and also, he could not engage himself in the back and forth, in the flow of the, the learning. So Moshe Rabbeinu again prayed, Yadav Ravlo, let his hands contend for him. Right? When people are learning, talking learning, they, they, they use their hands, right? But that means that let his hands contend, let him be able to have a, uh, a part of the discussion. So Moshe says, fine. They allowed, he was given that as well. But But he wasn't winning any of the arguments. None of the, none of what he was saying was coming out. The final thing Moshe said, Hashem support him from his adversaries. Means let him win. Let him win once in a while. Don't stop him from being able to win. And that was also granted to him. Very similar to Moshe, we have a whole story of Moshe Rabbeinu later came back and and he's in the yeshiva watching or something. He didn't know what the halacha was. And until they quoted to him, they said, uh, this is halacha of the Moshe of Misenai. I'm Amalei Rava Rabba Bar-Mari. So Rava said to Rabba Bar-Mari, Minah Anamil Sadam Rabba Bar-Mari Inshi. From where is this adage that people say that after the poor comes poverty, it means things go from bad to worse. That like you know, the poor get poorer and the rich get richer. Where where what's that adage based upon? So Amar he says it's actually a Mishnah in Bikurim. This not we learned the Mishnah Bikurim that when he brought the fruit, so Ashirim Mevinas Bikurim Bekalosai Shel The the rich would bring their fruit in in expensive baskets of gold and silver. And the poor would bring it in wicker baskets, like baskets made out of uh, out of, of, of cheap cheap uh, uh, reed, shalarava of klufa of peeled uh, willow. Salim and Salim Salim noslin lekohanim. So what happened was that uh, the by the by the poor. They would give the baskets, they wouldn't get back the baskets. By the rich, they would get back their baskets. So you see, the poor get poorer, they also lose their baskets, whereas the rich get rich, they get back their baskets. Mephorashim explained beautifully over here, since the gift of the rich person was a much more lavish gift, it would not stick out if you take back the basket. But by the poor, they're only giving like a, a, a grape here and an apple. To give them back the basket would accentuate the limited amount of what they were giving and therefore it was in their benefit 
to accept the basket as well. But nevertheless, the concept of pur gets purah is brought out over here. Amalei at amar mehasim. So Rabbi said, you bring it from there. Anamina mahacha. I have a different source of where I bring it from. The Pazik says that after a person has been afflicted with saras, so nebuch, this guy now has already been kicked out of the machana. What could go worse? What could be worse for him? Wherever he goes, Tame Tame Yikra, that everywhere he goes now, he has to let everybody know that he is Tame. So you see the idea that when things are going bad, they get worse. From where do we know this thing that people, that the rabbis say, or Inchi, some say that, that people say, Hashkem, get up early in the morning, Vachol, and eat. That the uh, breakfast, the importance of breakfast. Get up in the morning and eat early. But kai, it's in the summer, it'll help you for the heat, it'll protect you with the chorev. In the winter, it'll protect you from the cold. Where do we see this concept, how important breakfast is? So Amri Inshi, so people say, or another, Amri Inshi, and another uh, adage similarly, that people say, Shitin Rehute Rahut. Sixty people can race you and run after you below Mata and they will not reach Lagavra, the person, the Mitzafra Karach that had his morning breakfast, that wrapped his bread in the morning, that had his breakfast. Now, where do we know this concept? The Pesach says in Yeshaya, the way they are, Chazal are understanding it, that if a person does not go hungry and does not go thirsty, then the heat and sun will not affect him. I mean, if you eat, in the morning, then you will be protected from the elements during the day. You won't get sick. Amar lay. So Rava said to Rabbi Barmari, At Amart Mehosam, you say it from there. I can learn it from here. It says, You have to serve Hashem. What is Avoda? Let's say Shman Shmona Esrei. Then, Nebuchadnezzar says, He will bless your bread and your waters. That's referring to your eating in the morning, your your loaf of bread with salt, and your uh, your uh, container of water. And then the rest of the pasuk says, "I will remove sickness from your from your midst," which means that if you've eaten your breakfast, then you are protected from sickness. For Tanya, we also learned in the Brisa, it says, Machlo, what do you mean? The, posic, the end of the Pazik says, Vasirosi, Sirosa, Herusirosi, Machlo. Machlo refers to also a disease that comes from a specific organ. Mara. Mara is the gallbladder. The secretions of the gallbladder is called bile. So therefore, the secretions of bile, that when the gallbladder overflows and it goes into the body, the rest of the body causes sicknesses. Why is the mara, why is the gallbladder referred to as sickness? Because there's 803 sicknesses associated with the bile from the gallbladder. 83. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Shmoni v'shlosha, eighty-three sicknesses. Yeshba. Machla the gematria hachiyav. If you count up the gematria of the word machla, you'll see it comes out to eighty-three. Kulan and all of them. Pas b'melech b'shachris v'kiton shalmayim. That having that loaf of bread in the morning with a jug of water. Kulan that that b'mevatlan. All those sicknesses will be negated by a good breakfast. From where do we know this thing that people say? When your friend insults you and calls you a donkey, put the saddle on your back. Which means, 
that if people are insulting your character in a certain way, don't be defensive. You should internalize it and then figure out, I mean, why is it that that is the part of my character that is being insulted? It means like, wear the saddle. It means like, calling your donkey it means on some level there must be something there. You need to address it. Don't just be defensive and fight back. It doesn't mean carte blanche is let people insult you, but I guess it means if it's happening often enough, then there's a, there is a, it's an indicator that something is off. Amar where do we know this from? Because we learned out that the Malach said to Hagar when she ran away from Sarah, said, Vayomer Hagar Shivcha Sarai, and Hagar, and, and, and Hagar, the, 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 uh, Shivcha of Sarai said, hey, uh, I'm sorry, the Malach said to Hagar, Shivcha Sarai, Amy Zebos, so the, the maid servant of Sarah, from where are you coming? Where do you think you're going? I am running away from my mistress, Sarah. Now it's interesting, at this point she was no longer the servant. What was she at this point? She was already a wife, right? Yet the Malach addressed her as the, mistress, the, 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 the servant of Sarah and in her response she acknowledges that. So obviously that was part of his ex- telling her what the issue was over here. The issue was the relationship that she had with Sarah. But you see that she accepted that and she refers to herself also as the servant, as, as Sarah being her mistress. Okay. From where do we know the th- this thing that people say? Something that is flawed within you, Kadim Amra, you should be the first to acknowledge it. Don't wait for other people to point out your flaws. Preemptively, the best thing to do is acknowledge them. That will protect you from other people acknowledge, uh, 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 pointing them out. Where do we see that? So because the Pasuk says, when, when Eliezer, Eved Avram, came before Lavan and Besuel, the first thing he said to them, Vayomer, Eved Avram Anochi. I'm an Eved, I'm the Eved of Avram. He didn't have to say that I'm a Hashem, a guy, you know, but that was his defect, that was his Achilles heel, that he's an Eved. He said it out there right away, not that they should find out later and point it out. He told them up front that he is the Eved of Avram. Okay. Where do we know this, this idea? That the goose, even though it goes with its head down, but but its eyes are up. It means it looks like its head's down, but it's really looking for the future. It's looking up. Which means that, you know, that uh, the idea that, that, that people plan for things happening in the future, that there are things going on in people's minds about what could happen in the future, even though it doesn't look like that's what they're doing, that is always what people are doing. People are all making these bonus. Where do we see that? So he says like this, Amalei, we see that when Avigail came to, uh, to David Melech to, uh, to ask him please not to kill her husband because her husband had acted inappropriately, her husband was Naval the Carmeli, so the Pasuk says that David Amel says, fine, I won't kill him. And she says to David, let Hashem uh, do, uh, be benevolent to my master David. And don't forget your, your, your uh, maidservant. Let me don't forget your maidservant. So she was putting in place, somewhere down the line, they actually ended up getting married. Avigal, meaning 
that the eyes are looking for the for the future. Okay. Amalei Rava le Rabba Barmari. Rava said to Rabba Barmari, Minaha mil sadami inchi. Where? What is this idea that people say? Shitin tichle matya lekacha. Sixty pains or sixty diseases affect the tooth. When he hears the sound of his friend eating, and he's not eating. Meaning, when your friend is doing something that benefits him, that you don't get to be part of, it is accentuated by you. You feel bad about it. Where, where do we know this concept? So, the Pazik says like this. Now, David HaMelech, before he was pa- going to pass, he was going to, he Novi, conferred with Nosson Novi, and they decided that, that not to give the Malucha over to the Adoniyahu, which should have been in, in line, but to give it over to Shlomo. Shlomo Melech. And Adoniyahu circumvented this by getting together all of the uh, dignitaries and all of the generals of the army, and he went down and uh, made a big party and they shechted, they in, they're basically making his own proclaimed inauguration before the death of David. And Nasan Anavi obviously was not invited to it, because these were the other cabinet. Shlomo Melech wasn't invited to it, so there were a few that were not invited. And 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 uh, and Nasan Anavi comes to complain to David. He says, "Vali ani avdecho, I uh, your servant, v'tzadok a kohen and tzadok the kohen gadol of Nayab and Yoyada, and Yoyada your great general." Ul Shlomo avdecho lo kara. They did not invite. So again, we're bringing this as a point that that uh, that. When others are benefiting from something and you don't go get to along, go along, it it, it it especially bothers you. Amalei. So Rabbi said, Amart Mehasam. You say the proof is from there. I have a different proof. Anamina Mehach. I say from here. It says Vayavier Yitzchak Ahohela Sara Imo. It says that Yitzchak uh, brought Rivka into his mother's tent when he married her. Vayikach as Rivka and he took her for a wife. Vayavatilo Ile Isha Vayavah and he loved her. Vayenachem Yitzchak Achra Imo. And he was comforted for the loss of his mother. Ksiv Basre, immediately after it says, Vayosef Avram Vayikach Isha Ushma Keturah. Avram went and took another wife whose name was Keturah. Yitzchak, having taken a wife, made Avram feel that loss that he does not have a wife, and therefore he went out and married another wife, Keturah. So the same idea, when someone has had something and you don't have it, it makes you feel that, accentuate that loss by you. From where is this thing that the rabbis say? That even though the owner owns the wine, the guy pouring it is the gets the thank you. I mean, you thank the waiter, you don't thank the owner. I mean, people are don't always address appropriately who. It's the source of it. It's the opposite over here. You're praising the guy who pours it for you. And not the guy who is paying. who's paying for the who's paying for the wedding, right? All right. Singwana so says, where do we see that? So um, so Amalei, we see it from him. It says that Hashem uh, told Moshe, appoint Yeshua and uh, bless him, that he should get have the wisdom and the capacity to lead the Jewish people. So Pazik says, you will place your hand upon him, so that he should be listened to and feared by Koladas B'nei Yisrael, all of the Jewish people. Right? And the Pazik says, and the Pazik says, when Yeshua started 
leading the Jewish people, it says, Yeshua ben Nun, Malay Ruach Chochma. He was full of wisdom, Kisamach Moshe's Yada of Allah, because Moshe placed his hand upon him. And all the Israel listened to him. So it's giving the credit to Moshe. But the only way that Moshe putting his hand on Yeshua was able to instill Yeshua with all of this wisdom is ultimately it comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and yet it, it praises Yeshua for, uh, Moshe for it, not Yeshua. Okay, HaKadosh Baruch was instructing the writing of the Pesukim so it's interesting but nevertheless that's the way it is. Amalei Rav Rav Armari Rav said to Rav Armari Minah Mils Damri Bonon Damri Inchi Where is this idea that people say Kalba Bechafnei Gilali Mivlo that a dog, when he is starved, when he's in, famished, he will even eat stones. It means when people are, 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 have what to eat, they pick out only the good things to eat. But when they don't have what to eat, they will eat anything. So, as the Pazik says, Nefesh Sveo, a satiated soul, Tavus Nofes, will even trample on honeycomb, won't even eat honeycomb, the sweetest thing won't even eat. But if it's a soul that is hungry, kolmar, even that which is bitter, masok, in, to him is considered sweet. Where is this thing that people say? That the bad palm tree travels to be with the reeds that are barren. Which means that basically, barren, unproductive people, people that are not, not good influences, they generally will attract bad people. Meaning that, 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 that bad is attracted to bad. So that, 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 you're, that usually if you're found hanging, hanging out with certain people, it's a reflection of who you yourself are. So Amar so he said to him, "Davar the cause of a Torah." This concept is written in the Torah. Shonu, it's repeated in Nevi'im, in the Nevi'im. Mushulash, and it's repeated a third time in the Ksuvim. Usnan, it's also taught in Matnisin. Usanina, and it's also written a in the Brises. Where do we have it? Cause of a Torah. Vayelach Esav el Yishmo. Esav went to Yishmol to find a wife. You see, Esav going to Yishmol. Yishmol is that. Bad to bad. Bad to bad. Nevi'im. It says, to el yiftach anoshim reikim. That to yiftach came uh, uh, evil people or, 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 or empty people. So uh, it's actually saying that, that yiftach was not considered to be of, of such choice. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, pedigree. Pedigree. But it, was, it seems to be that. Like, it's like the bad going to the bad. It's interesting it's called yiftach that. Okay. Tomorrow says like this, Umishulash, and it's mentioned a third time, Aksuvim, Tiksiv Kol of Lamina Yishkon, Uvne Adam Ladomalo. The Posik says in uh this is a Posik in uh in it's actually in Ben Sira. It's not actually a Posik in the in the Novi that's fascinating. It's in Ben Sira is not part of the wasn't canonized as part of the twenty four books of Tanakh, but it is quoted often. Some say it was the son of Yermiyahu and Novi. So anyway, it says that all birds Will travel to their own species. Will live amongst their own their own kind, as as people will travel to those that are similar to them as well. Okay, from Matnisin, where do we see this in the Mishnah? So it says that Kol Hamechuber Letame is Tame. 
All that is connected by laws of Tumas and Tar. If you connect to Tomei, you are Tomei. If you connect to Tar, you are Tar. Same concept. That is the Mishnah. What about the Brises? The Tanina. It's mentioned the Brises. Rabbi Lezer Oma. There's a bird called the Zarzir. They don't know if it was kosher or not. But it hangs out by the Orev, by the ravens. So he said, it's not for any, no, it's not for no reason the Zarzir hangs out by the ravens, and they show Mina because it's of its kind, it's a sign that it is a non-kosher bird. Where is this thing that people say? Where do we know this concept that, that people say? That if you call out, you give Musr to your friend, you call him out on something, below Anoch, and he doesn't, refuses to respond, he ignores what you are telling him that he's doing wrong, Rami Guda Rabba Shadabe, you shall place on him, a, uh, throw on him a large wall, which means basically, you should show him that you don't want anything to do with him. If he's refusing to accept what you're telling him that he's doing is wrong, then you have to show him because he's not doing that, you do want, you want to disassociate from him as well. So, Amalei, so the way we see this concept, so he says that from, uh, Hashem spoke to B'nai Yisrael, it says, Ya'an tihar tich, that I tried to make you tahar, pure, velo tihart mitumaseich, and you did not become pure from your, from, uh, from your, uh, defilement. Therefore, lo titari od. Therefore, I'm not going to try and make you pure anymore. I'm going to stay away from you because you refuse to listen to what I'm telling you to do the right thing. Bira a well that you have drunk from. Lo kala. Do not throw into it uh, clogs of earth. Do not mean don't throw stones into a well you drunk. Don't throw stones. So Pazik says, Do not detest the Edomite because they are your brothers. And Lo Mitri and do not detest the Egyptians, Kigera Yusuf because you and Yaakov and Yosef, when you came down, they embraced you, they accepted you. So therefore, even though at the end they turned on you, but still let Hakarasa told we have in the beginning, do not detest them because they did offer you a place uh, to, to, to live in the time of famine. If you carry the package with me, then I will carry it. But but if you expect me to carry it on my own, I will not carry it. So where do you have this concept that any person who wants to, you want to go into a, a, a risky venture on his own, he's not willing to share, to do it. But to share the risk, he's willing to do it with someone else. It says, by said to Barak, when he told him to go fight against Sisra, Barak, and Barak said to her, if you join me in the fight against Sisra, I will go. But if you don't go and you're putting all on me, I will not go. What is this thing that people say? He says, when I was young, I was respected as a man. But but now that I'm old, the Dardaki people teach treat me like a child. So where is this concept that people respect youth more than they respect uh age, agedness? I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, uh the elderly. Amale mi kara originally ksiv Vashem Holach Lifnem Yomam Bamud Ananin Khosamadorak. That Hashem, at, the, at their infancy of the nation, when Kaisal first came into being, how did Hashem treat them? He went before them with a pillar of, 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 of cloud 
to direct them. And at night, he put a fire in front to illuminate for them. After the 40 years, when they've already developed and they're no longer infant, but they're already considered like in their old age, so then, at the end it says, I'm not doing it myself anymore. Let the angel take them. So you show there's more, more respect for the cholesterol in their infancy as it is when they got older. So you see that part. Show us the.